The mission for me is to live my best life. Yep, I want to live my best life. I want to be eating shrimp with rice out of a pineapple. Yep, I want to live my best life. I want to be in a cute sundress, walking somewhere beautiful. Doesn't matter if it's a beach. Doesn't matter if it's an area with a bunch of grass and some plants. Doesn't matter. I need to be in a beautiful place, looking beautiful as hell, eating beautiful food, and being around beautiful people. Yep. That's the mission. The mission is for me to be as beautiful as possible. And in order for me to be beautiful as possible, I need to turn into a diamond. With that, I need to always be growing. I need to always be evolving. I need to always be bettering myself. My mental health is number one, okay? If it doesn't contribute to my mental health, it has to go in the trash because I don't tolerate that shit. (laughs) I don't tolerate it, okay? I'm not used to living in shit. I'm not used to living in filth. And it's always going to stay that way. It's always going to stay that way. I am my biggest trick. I trick myself out because because I know what it's like to be deserving of things, especially because I work very hard and I always give back and I'm always there for people. And, you know, when you're constantly doing that, it does deplete you and it does turn you into thing to something that you're not. And then you start losing things like blessings and like all these good things because you're trying so hard to like please people and give to people. And, you know, and, and the one thing that comes with all of it is like, you know, people like the energy dump on you. People like to fucking energy dump. It's always about 90 motherfuckers that got fucking problems. Okay. And, and they want to dump that shit on you. Right. But let you have a motherfucking problem, right? And knowing that you're carrying this burden and you need to dump this burden, there, there's nobody for you to dump that shit on. There's nobody for you to dump that shit on. So I refuse to be people's energy dump. Um, yeah. I refuse to become people's energy dump. But what I also... Uh, refuse to do is to give up on myself. So I decided to put myself first. Yep. I decided to put myself first. I am 31 years old going on 32 and I stand by the fact that I don't want to have no children. I know people are like, oh, boob. Fuck you, bitch. I don't want no children. I don't want no children. Let me tell you something. Children you know, our children. They're innocent. They're pure. They're just here. You know, they're soaking up the world and you know what I'm saying? They're learning as they go along and all of that shit. You know, children are our future, all of that shit, right? Great. 
However, what we fail <laughs> to realize is that children grow up, they become adults. And children, as they grow older, they become byproducts of their, of their environment, just like every single one of us. So you also got to remember, too, that children come from shitty people, shitty adults who were also children. And then, you know, the cycle perpetuates, right? Depending on the, the circumstances, right? And it's like, you know, I came across some good children and I came across some bad children. Now, when I look at my life, when I look at my life and all that I've been through, in the last 31 years, it's going on 32 now, but 31 years, um, life was not easy for me. It was not easy for me. I have a condition called middle child syndrome. Yeah, middle child syndrome. I am the fourth out of six children. Okay. And like shit was real. Okay. Just imagine you always being in the fucking middle of shit. Even when you are not meant to be in the middle of shit. Imagine always having to be that medium. Just imagine you always having to be the medium. And it's like you always have to be the mediator. And it's like, it's like the pressure on you to be normal is really fucking hard. And it's like that because you gotta remember the first child isn't fucking normal and the last child isn't fucking normal. This is what people don't tell you. The first, the first child, the oldest child is not fucking normal. Okay. Because the first child is there through it fucking all. Okay. The first child is there through like, yeah, I remember the first child is usually the fucking mistake. It's usually the first fucking mistake that happens. And then they get the brute force of it but then here comes the second mistake so you have the second mistake but then the second mistake gets it the fucking hardest the, the you know the pressure of having to you know and, and, and usually the second can usually be the last child so then there's no middle child in between right but imagine being the fourth fucking mistake and then two mistakes coming after that, right? So now you got the craziness of the first child and however many children fall in between because it gets crazier. But then somewhere, depending on what circumstances it is, it's always a child after that is just caught in between the fucking craziness. And then it's like after it gets crazier. Like that was my life. Okay. And I always felt like I had to be the medium. Like I had to be 
some I had to bring some type of normalcy to to my family to that to that thing because it was like you know she was crazy you know like I said my older sister my older sister's fucking nut okay and then my youngest sister is a fucking nut and they're both fucking nuts but they always try to figure out who could be the most nutty er or who is the most nutty er and then my siblings from there and then after me are just as fucking nuts so the pressure is on me to not be a nutball okay I'm a nutball. <laughs> like I'm a fucking nutball. I'm a big ass nutball. But I try my best not to be a nutball. And I know how to do that. And so I'm working very, very hard to tame that inner nutball. But I'm like the medium of it all. And you know, the middle child is the most neglected. The middle child is the most abandoned. You know, I, I grew up being neglected. I grew up being abandoned. Um, you know, it didn't last for long, but that's what happened. And I always tried to make sense of it because even, you know, I come from a big family I come from a very big family. I have a lot of siblings. You know, I have a lot of aunts, uncles, cousins, friends. When someone that you have a huge, big, loving and caring and huge attachment for, somebody that you know you would give the world to, And they just abandoned you. Even when you didn't even ask to be here. You didn't even ask to be living on this planet in any circumstances, right? But when you give your all to people or when you give your all to a cause or when you give your all to something, regardless of what it is, and it just leaves you. Or when you or when people leave you behind or when people count you out or when people put you down. It hurts. It hurts. And I take it internally. And to deal with that feeling of it, I always intellectualize it. Just so I don't allow my feelings to dictate me to do something out of harm. In reaction to that situation. So it's. You you know what I'm saying? I it just that's always been my life, and I've been code switching all of my life. I I've been code switching all my life, and it came natural, not just because I'm a Gemini, but it's I feel like it was just destined regardless. It was just something that was just natural, and so. I always felt the pressure of many things which have propelled for me to be able to break certain barriers or break certain curses in my life, including in my family. Like in my family, I was the first 
daughter out of out of like my mother's children to actually graduate high school to walk across the stage in a cap and gown. My brother was the first out of my mom's all kids to do it, but I was the first out of my mother's female children to do it out of all the girls and her family because I only have one brother and it's five it's five girls on my mother's side on my father's side it's it's four my father's side it's a lot it's a lot but out of my immediate in my circle in my surroundings which were my mother's side that was my immediate because I also want to make a note in here too that I don't have a relationship with my biological father. I don't. I know who he is, but I don't have a relationship with him. And I haven't had a relationship with him since my since I was like eight years old. I haven't had a real relationship with this man since I was eight years old. So let me just throw that in there for context. <laughs> we like you know what I'm saying? It it was more, it was my mother's side just all the time. And my mother had six children. I was the fourth out of six. Out of the girls, I graduated high school. I walked across stage, cap and gown, everything. But I also am very competitive. And I, I've been very competitive since I was a child. Um, I've always been competitive. I always have. Because I guess early on, I knew that in order to win, you have to be competitive. You can't really depend on just sitting in the background and waiting for some shit and trying to like not ruffle the feathers or trying to not to like, you know what I'm saying? The only way you're going to make moves is if you make the moves, you know what I'm saying? So you got to piss a few people off, got to challenge a few people, you got to stand your ground. You got to let motherfuckers know, you know, you're not the one to be fucked with. You got to like, really like do some shit. You got to really move some shit. Um, and that was just how I was. I've always been that way since I was a child and you know, that's not going to fucking change. Um, but yes, in all, um, I've, it's, it's always been pressure. And I know that I'm pressure. Even when I come around people, I know that I'm pressure. When I come around people, people get uncomfortable. People get uptight sometimes. Um, especially within like these last two years, I've been noticing it. Like I'm fucking pressure. That's because I have standards. I have morals and I have values. I have a character. I have integrity. I have dignity. And I hold people to a standard. And that's just what it is. You know, I, I pick and choose who I want to surround myself with. I pick and choose who I want to be friends with. I pick and choose who I want to deal with. I pick and choose who, what I allow around me. I pick and choose with things I want to do, I pick and choose what I feel that I'm okay with and you know what represents me. I pick and choose that. And it's pressure. It's a lot of pressure. There's days where I wake up and I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this today, but I do it. I do it. 
there's days where I probably done cried and had to really break myself down, really had to like really check myself, really had to like allow myself to feel, really had to just go through it to be on top. You know what I'm saying? To really be at the pinnacle of life. And you know what I'm saying? It It's a journey and I, and I do what I do, but I know I'm pressure and that's okay. But I always say it like this, you know, when people, when people start feeling uncomfortable and stuff around you because you come around and you don't have to be doing nothing, you don't have to be saying nothing, you don't have to be, you know, really engaging with people, but you know, people just feed off your vibe or whatever. And then, you know, they draw to you or whatever. Right. And they start getting uncomfortable and whatever. You got to understand that that's not you. That's people, people. You got to understand that. What needs to be understood is that people are mirrors. People are mirrors. Just are. There's always going to be somebody that's going to show you who you are. That's just the way it is. That's that's attraction. That's one of the laws of attraction. It just is what it is. So with that being said, you know, when people start projecting, when people start feeling a way about you, that's projection. That's because they see something in you that they don't have, that they wish that they had, but they just don't have. So they're going to start feeling a type of way. And that is not your problem. But you, as people, what you have to understand and accept is you only have control over you. You can only dictate how you do things, how you see things, how you follow things, how you move on things. Can't nobody dictate that for you. But what you would also need to be understood is that sometimes you can be pressure. You can be pressure and that is okay. I come to accept that. Why? Because I stand on something. I am always changing and I am always evolving. And that's just the way it is. I am always going to live my best life and I'm always going to be the best person that I can be. And I'm always going to excel, rather if it's in my career field, my emotional, my spiritual, my mental, my financial, whatever it is that I do, whatever it is that I set myself on doing, I'm always going to make sure that I'm going to be the best at it. And I'm always going to make sure that no matter what, even if I'm having a bad day or a good day or whatever day that I show up every time, no matter what. And if that hurts feelings, I don't give a fuck. Eat your coochie, don't eat mine. <laughs> you know, I I I love diamonds. I love pearls. I love crystals. I love malachites. I love rose quartz. I love gems. I like all of that shit. I like all of that shit. Yeah, baby. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I be on TikTok and shit and motherfuckers be talking shit about motherfuckers that wear crystals and I have jewelry and all this shit. And they be talking shit, right? And these be the same motherfuckers that got a motherfucking diamond ring on a motherfucking left uh, finger before the damn pinky. Yeah. It be the same motherfuckers doing that shit. And I wish that they would shut the fuck up. Like, first off, 
nobody cares what the fuck you practice. Okay. Nobody cares that you go to church. Nobody cares. Okay. Whatever the fuck it is that you believe in, that's what the fuck you believe in. And I hope that it's working out for you in your life, but don't be sitting there trying to down another person's belief just because it ain't how you do shit. You know damn well, and not only that too, but it'd be a bunch of hypocrisy because you know damn well that if you lost the motherfucking wedding ring that your wife gave you or or that your husband gave you or whatever little piece of jewelry that was supposed to be of significance, if you lost that shit and you came home and you had to explain that to your motherfucking partner, you'd be upset as hell. You'd be mad as fuck. Like, damn. I can't believe you lost a wedding ring. You were cheating on someone. You weren't thinking about me. When it just could have been, it could have been that she could have just fell off her fucking finger somewhere by accident or something accidental happened. Even if it did, you'd be upset as hell, mad as fuck, ready to end your motherfucking relationship over some shit like that. So shut the fuck up. It'd be the same motherfuckers that be doing that shit. Being straight up, being a straight up hypocrite. They want to be like, oh, well, it's, it's, it, oh, well, crystals weren't in the Bible. And, and if you wear crystals, that's some type of bad energy. No, the fuck it ain't, bitch. No, the fuck it ain't. You just mad because you got your motherfucking uh, diamond ring on layaway, bitch. And this is, and, and, and you know, the great thing too, because I, I, I own, I have crystals. I have a huge crystal collection. I have a huge, you know, nice little set jewelry collection. I keep my shit locked up so niggas ain't finna find it. Okay. And not only that too, I keep my, I don't keep my shit on me, but nonetheless, I have a nice, I have a nice crystal collection and my crystals are very, you know, I use my crystals to help me cleanse my energy, help me feel good with my life, help things move along great in my life. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate my crystals. And if, and you know, and if, if I don't have the crystals that I have in my life, I don't know where the fuck. I mean, I know where the fuck I probably would be, but then again, I don't know where the fuck I would probably be. Okay. And if I ever get married again, my man got to propose to me with a rose quartz. You gotta have a rose quartz ring. It gotta be a real rose quartz ring. We're not doing diamonds. I like diamonds. I love diamonds actually, but no, I'm a different bitch. I'm a different ass bitch. Give me a rose quartz. Give me a fucking rose quartz. Give me a bomb ass fucking love crystal. Give me that shit. Give me a bomb ass love crystal. See, when a nigga meet me, Okay. One thing a nigga got to know is that I, I like crystals. Okay. I'm not asking you to get me a motherfucking diamond bitch, but I'm not asking you to get me a motherfucking ring from the gumball machine either. Cause I'm not going to accept that. However, I give me a crystal, give me a bomb ass crystal. I'm a woo woo bitch. So you got to give me a bomb ass crystal. Cause I, I'm a woo woo bitch. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a woo-woo bitch. I'm not no witch. Not a witch. Not none of that creepy shit. Uh, all of that, you know, that woo scare people. But I am a woo-woo bitch. 
I I read tarot. I read tarot and I love candles and I love smoke. I love plants and trees and flowers and nature. I love crystals. I love incense. I love all of that. And I believe in all of that shit. Um, I pray to God. I'm a huge believer in God. Um, And, you know, I believe in my ancestors. I believe in energy. I believe in the spirits and all of that. So, you know, a good thing that be turning me on. I like to talk about a lot of shit. I like to talk about science. I like to talk about a lot of nerdy type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm into the earth. You know what I'm saying? I'm into the earth. I'm into the air. I'm into all that shit. And I'm a woo-woo bitch. And I'm very spiritual. And I be knowing when shit. I be knowing when shit be happening, okay? Because I overthink a lot of shit and I'm always overfilling a lot of shit too. And that's just what it is. So with me being who I am and then developing into this clairvoyant type person, um, understand that I'm always a loner and I do believe in solitude and I love being in solitude, okay? Um, I'm single And just because I'm single and I'm alone, that doesn't make me lonely. I stand very, very high in my power and I know who the fuck I is. So when I meet a man, he got to be correct on his shit, on his motherfucking business. And he better be prepared to add to my motherfucking life. Because let me tell you something right now. I'm always making my life better. And right now, life is motherfucking good. Life is great. I work hard to be where the fuck I'm at in my life. And I make no motherfucking shame about that. And I'm not going to sit around and let a whole bunch of motherfucking people try to tell me that I'm less than a motherfucking woman or that I'm too motherfucking masculine because I work hard for what the fuck I want and need in my motherfucking life. Because if I don't motherfucking get it, who is? I make no mistake about it. I have no shame about it. I'm fucking proud. So when a motherfucking nigga come up to me and ask me, what do you bring to the table, nigga? I bring hard motherfucking work. I bring results. And I expect you to bring it too. And don't you ever try to come to me asking me what the fuck I bring to the table. Not especially if I'm in motherfucking scrubs and some motherfucking tennis shoes and I've been on my feet all motherfucking day. Don't you dare ask me what the fuck I bring to the table, nigga. So I'm a woo-woo bitch. I'm a woo-woo bitch. My spirituality guides me to be the best person that I can be. That's just what it is. I'm a positive person and I'm always willing to help people out. One thing about me that I have no problem and no issue putting people on. I have no problem or no issue coming back and looking out for people. I have no issue. But the reason why I have no issue with doing that is because I always come back and I give back to myself. The only responsibility I have in my life and the only responsibility that I will ever make in my life is to give back to myself, to put myself first. Call me selfish. I don't give a damn. But I love and I care about myself more than anything else. And I'm going to make sure that I'm always good.
My spirituality guides me. My ancestors know me and my God believes in me. And I always let it be known. Play with somebody else. Don't ever in your life play with me. Because trust me, I'm I'm the bitch. I walk away from a motherfucking conflict. I walk away from a, a, some, you know, from some shit. But my ancestors ain't. They don't. My God can get real petty. Mm-hmm. It ain't me you got to worry about. It's them niggas you got to worry about. I suggest you behave yourself. I'm a lover. My tarot card, the tarot card that represents my zodiac uh, as a Gemini is the lovers. I am a lover. Okay, I love. I Like I said, I like to give back. I like to take care of the ones that I care for. Like, I'm the type of bitch, like, I have a man, right? And I'm with him. And I like to cook. And I like to clean. I like to make sure his environment is good. Because I like for my environment to be good. So I know I like to feel good. And so when I like to feel good, I like for my man to feel good. So, like, you know, I like to give him massages and stuff. I like to have candles around. And I like to have a nice, good movie and some nice, bomb-ass food. And, you know, and just sucking dick and fucking all night. (laughs) But not only that, too, I like to also, you know, be of, of assistance for my man. You know what I'm saying? Uh... You know, I like to be a, I like to be of assistance to my man. That's that's what I like to do. So I'm a lover. I'm a lover, and I'm very loyal. And I'm loyal as fuck. Like I'm very loyal. I I always give back. I'm always ten toes down. I don't like to you know. I don't like to see my man hurt. I don't like to see my man going through shit. I don't like him you know, having to go through unnecessary shit that he doesn't have to. I've always been like that. What makes it so, um, what makes it so crazy though, is like knowing that I'm like this, it's so hard to really find somebody who's like me. It's so hard. It's really hard because like, I'm such a perfectionist. Like one thing, like I don't like to argue. I don't like to fight. I don't like to argue and I do not like to fight. Don't get me wrong. I like to have a little debate. I like to have a little a little challenge here and there. But I don't like to fight and I do not like to argue. I don't like violence. I don't. I don't. I'm a very peaceful person and I'm just a very happy person. And I'm just very fucking lit, okay? Like, I'm very fucking lit, okay? I like I like to have fun. I like to shake some ass. I like to have some music around me. I like to, you know, be dancing and always moving. I like to be smiling. I like to be doing shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't like drama. So, you know, it's hard to find somebody that's on that vibe. It's really hard. I like to laugh. I like to crack jokes. I like to talk shit. And I like to do positive things, you know. And um, that's just who I am. I always dream to be somebody's peace. 
I want to be somebody's piece. I want to be something that this person can depend on. I want to be someone that he can come home to and depend on. He can come home to and rest assured that when things don't feel all right, that when he see me and see how hard I'm working and see my dedication, that that'll motivate him and make him start to become a mover and a shaker too. I want to be the spark to somebody's innovation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because I am a lover. I'm a lover at heart. Um, so, I get a little background about me, okay? So, my name is Dream Nicole. And um, I'm known as Big Dreamiana. You know, I have a lot of creative interests. Like I said, I work in a healthcare field. And I am a Gemini. I'm a Gemini sun, Leo moon, um, Leo accident. Yeah, I just basically told my business. But anyway, that's who I am. Um, I'm very spiritual. Um, I do spiritual services, um, you know, which insist of tarot reading, um, natal charge, astrological um, understandings, of course, ancestral research, career, finance, um, research and stuff as well. And I try to help people to live their best life because I know that I'm living my best life and I'm working very hard to live my best life every day. Um, uh, like, I, like I said, I work in a healthcare field and I am a patient care technician. Um, I love working in the healthcare field. I love what I do. Um, and I'm a writer. I'm an award-winning writer. I own a um I own a journalism site called Dreams Chronicles Reloaded. It's available right now um online um uh, where I am a journalist. I re- I write and report the news. And um, you know, and I write stories and, you know, award-winning literary works. And um, I am also a comedian and I do open mics and performances. And I am the owner of this hair stand-up comedy podcast called Don't Kill the Messenger with Dream Nicole. I am a Black woman, a Black American woman, um, proud Black American woman who lives here in America. And I am a goofball. I'm very goofy. I'm very funny. I'm very positive. I'm very spiritual. I'm very heartwarming, very giving, very respectful, very kind, very confident, and very intelligent, and just very loving. I'm a very loving person. That's just who I am. I want to, you know, I I just want to let people know that. Okay. And, you know, I'm very grateful at where I am in my life. I'm very grateful of the things that I've been through. I'm very grateful for the people that I have met. I'm very grateful for, I'm very grateful for the things that have came into my life these past two years. Um, I hope one day that I fall in love with the man in my dreams um 
I don't know why. And I know I have, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I know you you don't have no business. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, you don't have no business doing this. And sometimes I feel like I have no business doing this. But at the end of the day, too, like my heart doesn't lie. And I've been assessing my life over the last few. I've been assessing. I've been assessing. Because <laughs> I have a tendency to talk. I have a tendency to think faster than I talk. So I try to catch up with my thoughts as I speak. And it's like having me sound all over the place. So I have no business feeling this way, but the heart wants what it wants. And I know what I gravitate to. And I gravitate to the star. I have a tendency of gravitating to the star. As a lover, I have a tendency to gravitate to the star. So with that being said, this the the sign that I want to be with, like I'm setting standards right now. It's a type of man that I want to be with. You gotta be educated, you gotta have a career, you gotta have a job. Preferably in the healthcare field. You got to either be a nurse, a doctor. You got to be a nurse or a doctor. Dental hygienist. You got to be those three. You got to be a nurse. Doesn't matter if he holds an LPN or RN, a BSN. He has to be a nurse. He has to hold some type of nursing license or degree. And then... He has to be a doctor. He has to hold some type of doctorate degree. He has to hold a doctorate degree. And yeah, he has to hold a doctorate degree. And he has to be intelligent. He has to be smart. He has to be empathetic. He has to be kind. Um, He has to have some bit of a dark past. He has to have some type of a dark past. He has to be, he has to know, he has to have been through something to have overcome that something. To be at his pinnacle in life. He has to be funny. He has to be funny as hell. He has to be funny. Cooking, he Cooking is preferred. It's not obligated, but it's preferred. I like a man who knows how to cook. I think it's sexy when a man knows how to cook because I know how to cook. So it'd be nice to have two cooks around. But if he doesn't know how to cook, that's okay too. And he has to be a nerd. He has to be a nerd. I don't care. He has to be into computers. He has to be in technology. He has to be in all types of nerd shit. I don't care. I don't care if he's into fucking, you know, um, I don't care. He has to be a nerd. He has to be a nerd. He has to be a nerd because nerds love learning. They love learning. They love innovating. I have to be around someone that loves creating, that loves building, and that loves innovating. And 
when I come around, uh, come around people, you know, I always treat people like they're my secret lab rat. So I'm always studying people as I'm getting to know people. And in my last two years, the only people that I have met that are very career oriented in these zodiac signs are Capricorn and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Capricorn and Aquarius. I'm going to say that again for the slow niggas in the back. Because I know, I, I see, I look, listen, I know a whole bunch of Virgos out here. I know a whole bunch of freaking, I know a whole bunch of Leos out here. I know a whole bunch of people. I know a whole bunch of signs out here. But I'm telling you, don't nobody go harder than a motherfucking Capricorn and Aquarius. I promise you. I'm going to also make two other honorable mentions here. Pisces. Pisces, Cancer, and the Sagittarius. I had to make I had to make those honorable mentions here. But the type of person that I want, that I'm setting a standard for, as the next person that I want in my life, he has to be an Aquarius. Period. Point blank. I've been doing researches. I've been doing research on Aquarius now for the last two years. I've had two subjects that I've been studying. And, and then it developed from two subjects to three. Then it developed from three to four. And then it developed from four to five. These, anybody who's an Aquarius, shout out to y'all straight the fuck up. Y'all are weird as fuck. But I fucking love it. I've never been so motherfucking intrigued in my life by a motherfucking Zodiac sign. And I've been around all kinds of Zodiac signs. Like, I'm a motherfucking Gemini, okay? And I've been around my own. And you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I love my Geminis. I like being a Gemini. But I'm telling you right the fuck now. Them Aquariuses, they not nobody to fucking play with, baby. <laughs> Woo! You talking about a ride? They'll give you a ride. But at the same time, they are such beautiful people. They are very beautiful people. They are very real. They're very kind. They're very intelligent. Oh, they're very, very intelligent. They're very empathetic. And they're very business oriented and they're very disciplined. People love saying that Aquariuses are not disciplined. They are disciplined. They are very, very, very disciplined. I never seen people so focused when they have a goal. So, to me, that's my star. In tarot, the star represents the Aquarius. That's the type of man that I want in my life, period. That's just a preference. 
I don't want to get hated on or shitted on or shot for what I'm saying on here because, um, knock on wood, I don't want to get criticized or ridiculed because I'm stating my preference. Um, but yeah, the star. Because one thing about me, I, I I love making money. I'm all about the bread. I'm all about the cheddar. I'm all about the dinero. I'm all about the peso. I'm all about the coin. I'm all about the pinnacle. You heard the pentacles. I'm all about it. I'm all about that shit. I'm a goal-oriented person. I like, I, I like making money because I need to survive. And I like surviving. And I like my lifestyle. And I... You know, I don't want to go backwards in my lifestyle. I don't want to go backwards. I'm always moving forward. As a Gemini, having discipline, having preservation, and having dignity and integrity is so fucking important because I cannot afford to lose my way. I cannot afford to lose my way at all. And I cannot afford to be in places where things can hold me back. I can't afford to be stagnant. Which is why, I'm, like I said, I'm always evolving. I'm always changing. I'm always traveling. I'm always moving around. I'm not ever in the same place. Will I settle down? Not anytime soon. I don't have no plans on it. Not anytime soon. But I'm not dating anyone either. <clears throat> I'm just thinking about the money. I'm thinking about the goal. I'm thinking about the mission. And for the last two years, I've had my sights set on a goal. And I am close to completing that goal. Um, not even close, close, but pretty much there. And I just finished, um, I just finished an employment contract with, um, with this company. Um, I was there for two, for almost two years, a year and a half to be exact. And I am very grateful that I, it was an honor and a privilege to work for this company. It was an honor and a privilege to work for this organization. It was an honor and a privilege to work with these people that I've worked at at this place. It was an honor and a privilege to meet every single person that I've worked with at this place. And um, I learned a lot. My journey started changes happened and I grew into a very strong minded, intelligent, kind, loving, passionate, um, logical, practical and disciplined young woman. I grew into that and I'm thankful. And I'm glad that I'm leaving this place with my goals because I've accomplished them. And I'm happy for that. And as I grow and take this on to the next place, 
I'm coming in to this next journey as a patient care technician. I'm coming in abundant. I'm coming in blessed. I'm coming in grateful and I'm coming in with love, with logic and with discipline. This ain't the end. This ain't the end. This is just the end of a chapter. Just this, this is the end of a journey that involved a lot of pain, a lot of changes, a lot of breaking, shattering, um, curses, habits. You know, I had to break a lot of habits. I had to change routines. You know, I had to really change my life inside and out. And, you know, I want to thank my fans. I want to thank the supporters, everyone that's been streaming this podcast for, you know, being on this journey with me. I want to thank the fans from all over the world. Um, Shout out to all of the countries that streamed me on Apple Podcasts for making this number one. Poppy New Guinea, Fiji, Kenya, um, um, man, Palau. Shout out to Palau, the country of Palau. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to um, shout out to Malaysia for having me on a top one hundred on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to all of y'all um, around the world that's been blowing me up, that's been turning this into a movement, that's been supporting, that's been understanding. Just shout out to all of y'all because this is amazing. When I started this podcast, I started this podcast back in 2018. And I had no idea at the time, I wasn't getting that many listenership. I was just really new into podcasting, very new on the block. Nobody fucking knew me. I wasn't making numbers like I was making today. I was literally, I'm literally a nobody. Even still to this moment, like I true, I believe now I don't believe that I'm a nobody. I'm a regular degler, regular degler schmegler somebody. Regular degler schmegler somebody, but I'm not, I'm not a nobody. I'm somebody. But back then, I was nobody. And, you know, um, when I started this podcast, I had no idea where it was going to go. So I abandoned it twice. I would do recording, have a season. I had about four seasons out, then I scrapped it. And it was gone for a year. Then I came back, bought it back. It still wasn't doing numbers, but I scrapped it. But... Before I had scrapped it the second time, in between that time when I had this podcast, it was literally two episodes that went very super popular. But then after that, I I couldn't keep up. I felt like I couldn't keep up. So I scrapped it. Then after that, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I said, you know, and then, you know, within that time, I had like two other podcasts that I had out, but they weren't really doing numbers either. When I dropped the one podcast that I had, it was like, 
I was getting emails, DMs from fans talking about what happened to Don't Kill the Messenger? What happened with Don't Kill the Messenger? What happened with Don't Kill the Messenger? We want it back. We want it back. I was getting emails, DMs. And I'm like, but wait a minute. How can people say they want this back when it wasn't doing numbers like that? And then somehow one of my ancestors was talking to me in my sleep. But it was my grandmother. She was talking to me in my sleep and she was saying, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, I need you to look around, look around your space, look around your home. So I woke up the next day, I prayed and I, I, I pulled some cards. I pulled, you know, my, my daily forecast and my tarot for myself, you know, I pulled some cards and those cards came out. Um, it was the Ace of Swords, the magician and the world. I said, you know what? I need to do something. I don't know what it is that I need to do, but I need to do something. And then I said, well, my podcast, I can create another podcast. But then as I'm thinking of, you know, doing another podcast, I got three DMs from supporters stating that, um, we want to know if Don't Kill the Messenger is still on air. It wasn't. I said, you know what? I'm going to bring it back out. But this time, I'm just going to be completely me. I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to just say whatever the fuck I have to say off the rip. And hopefully people like it. People identify with it. People laugh at it. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But this is for those who were DMing me. And emailing me. And, you know, this is for those who work in the healthcare field who feel like they don't have a voice in this. This is to those, this is to everybody. This is to everybody out there that's changing their life, that is, you know, learning, that's loving, that's caring. This is for this is for those out there. This is for my people. This is for the black American people. This is for the foundational black Americans. This is for that the black man who works a nine to five and, and feel like nobody understands how he feels or thinks. This is to the black woman who, you know, working hard every motherfucking day and having the pressures being told on her because people feel like she ain't bringing enough to the table. This is to the black man who brings shit to the table and is still not being recognized. This is to y'all. I do this for y'all. I want to bring love and light into the homes, into the ears of many people. This is to y'all. And I want to thank y'all. So just understand that this is not the end. This is the end of a journey. But this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning of what's to come. A lot has changed in two years. I'm not the same person that I was yesterday. And I'm not the same person that I was two years ago. I'm Dream Nicole, a.k.a. the East Coast Savage, a.k.a. Big Dreamy Yana, all day, motherfucking long. Y'all know what the fuck this is. This is Don't Kill the Messenger. This is the motherfucking rap. Season two. Y'all already know what it is. 
Shout out to my dream gods. We in the motherfucking building. We ain't going no motherfucking where. Big Gemini all motherfucking day. Period. What the fuck is good, ho? Hey, what's goody, everyone? This is your girl, Dream Nicole. And thank you guys for streaming, listening, supporting this uh, podcast, Don't Kill the Messenger with Dream Nicole. Um, Before I officially wrap this up for season two, I want to give a huge, big credit to um, Andara Mitchell. Um. I just want to say that I love you and that I miss you and that you will always be in my heart, that you will always be in on my mind and that you'll always be with me. Um, rest in power. I know that you're a part of the ancestors now, and I know that you will be walking with your mom and walking with the family and just guiding us and just truly being there. Your spirit will always be here. And it'll always be acknowledged by me. I just want to thank you for the beautiful life that you have lived here on earth. And may you rest in peace. I love you. Dreamy Anna Nicole.